No. I no. Just, and, and, and again, I felt the same way about the red until we got the white as the primary one. No, I just, get I, it. I, mix I get it up. It. Mix yeah. it up a little bit. All right. What do you guys got coming up next? Yeah, we're going to reta- recap the North Texas loss. Uh, I think I saw a couple of mean green running backs still running down mm-hmm. I-20 earlier today. I haven't seen a performance like that since Rice rode into town. Yeah, it's been a while. We got Matthew Bartlett with At the Roost will join us at 6.30. We got B.J. Williamson, Smoke Harris. They'll be in studio starting around 6.45. So, big show tonight. We're excited. There you go. Table set. Hopefully the dogs can come away with a win because I still think Conference USA is very much open for the taking. For John Tabor, I'm Sean Fox. We'll see you tomorrow. Bleed Tech Blue up next. This has been The Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We're responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. For the Louisiana National It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. It's time for Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. want to thank our title sponsor, Louisiana National Bank. For over 100 years, LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out online at ln.bank. You can also get us on the O'Neill Gas 
hotline or text line, 888 Beck Haynes, how you doing this morning? Good this evening. Yeah. I don't evening. know what it is. We're good, BC. Looking, uh, looking forward, not looking backward. Big homecoming weekend this weekend. Does homecoming bring a little extra juice for yeah. you? You're not that I, into it. I mean, I, what it does is... I know a, the wife's into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it does. You know, she's a previous homecoming queen. 2018, that's a lie. 20, oh. 2008. Oh, shout out. Would have, well, that would have 10 been years a, off, yeah, not yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I think... Uh, is that why you married her? Yeah. You know, funny story. I'll make it quick. Uh, it was the only game I went to as a, in high school when I moved from Alaska. Really? And it was the game that she got crowned homecoming queen. And I remember thinking, man, that is... An attractive lady. If that's what I got going on in college, I'll be all right. Then I married her. Got to so. be honest, feels like Alaska outside today. Yeah, might does. feel like it tomorrow morning as well. From what I'm hearing, uh, answer your question about the juice. I think it it, br- it definitely brings people in town. So people I'm looking forward to seeing, but I don't feel like I'm any excited to play rice than I would be <laughs> if it wasn't homecoming. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they did drop a New Jersey today. We just got done talking about it. The yeah, how about it? I love it. Love the new. Look. Oh, you love it. I think it looks sweet. I, I, wish it'd be I certainly jersey. like it. I certainly like it. Um, We've talked for a long, long time about getting some of those jerseys that might look a little bit like Ole Miss. Well, we got to see a glimpse of them today. They look pretty good. Yeah, I do. I love uh, – I don't like the little the mustache we have on the shoulder pads on our regular jerseys, so I do like the old, over-the-shoulder strap. Yep, yep. Big fan of that. I don't love red helmets. I'm we pretty know. outspoken, but I don't – if I'm going to have a red helmet, this one's okay. I agree. Hey, we got B.J. Williams and Smoke Harris coming in studio 645. Uh, we'll get their thoughts on it. You know, B.J. was part of the promo video. Uh, I'm kind of interested to know how they pulled that off. Like, what, that, what do you was think it they 2 a.m.? That's what I'm saying. Like, do you go downtown at, like, 2 a.m.? Or are you like, all right, it's rusting. Let's get out there about 930. Yeah, <laughs> but, in bed. I mean, it was a cool video, but my initial thought was, why Why not just do it at the Joe? I, I mean, that's where they play, you know? Fair. I like to see a little pan of the locker, and it's like maybe a flash of the jersey hanging in the locker. I don't hate Who's, it. Maybe them walking Everybody out, walking out of the weight room into the field. Maybe they'll get those lights flickering. Well, actually, do we have the lights that flicker in the stadium, We ben? do. I don't use them much. Didn't, did use them against UTEP, but I'll be honest with you. reason they didn't do that. Uh, Dogs didn't play well this past week, so they didn't get the opportunity to film the old video in the stadium. You yeah. know, you got to earn that permission. Maybe that's what it is. You never know. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, so Louisiana Tech goes on the road this past weekend. It was a 3 p.m. kickoff over in Denton. Bulldogs fall 47-27. Uh, if you haven't heard yet, uh, wasn't pretty defensively for Louisiana Tech. Um, allowed 475 yards rushing back. I got to ask, how long would it take you? Uh, to run 475 yards. I put yards. out a little tweet on Saturday night. I don't. I, don't, I didn't actually try this. I said it would probably take me close to 60 minutes. I'm a little out of shape right now, Ben. But my point was it's almost hard to do. I think they were averaging. Was they, I know at one point they were averaging 11 yards per, per yeah, carry. Yeah, 11, 11.3 yards per carry, I believe, in the first half. Yeah, that's a – Got it down to 10 in the second that's half. That's a move the chains, move the chains, move the chains, first down. <laughs> Not exactly. Her run. Not exactly optimal. Not good at all. Uh, you know, we, we commented how we've been making excuses for the defense all year. Scott Power, I thought, had done a, a really nice job. And, hey, I'm, I'm, I get it. I've had a bad game myself. We, we, you know, we used to blame it on the short field, but, Ben, uh, they didn't care what size the field was. They just run it down your throat. 
didn't matter. Uh, we, we are missing grubs. I got to believe that hurts, but I don't believe it hurts 475 yards. You like to keep the rushing under 100 if you're really happy, maybe 150 if you're a little disappointed. But 475 is an awful lot. Let me let me share this with you, this old nugget. Our good buddy, LaTeX Sports Central, does a phenomenal job. Phenomenal. Must phenomenal. follow on Twitter. Must follow. Get it. If you don't have Twitter, get it just to follow him. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, Talking about Tech's rush defense versus FBS teams, okay? Uh, that is excluding Stephen F. Austin. Tech's allowing 6.86 yards per carry. 286.8 yards per game. Mm. Both marks are last nationally. Uh, flipping to the other side of the ball, in which you try to tote the rock forward, uh, Tech's averaging 1.87 Ooh. yards per carry against FBS competition and 53 yards per game. Both of those totals also rank last amongst FBS teams. I would not say the 2022 season has been too great on the ground on either side of the ball. That is a rushing terror sandwich right there. Woo! Now, Ben, Her, we knew I Kirby was, read it. was bringing the air raid. Are we surprised that our rushing is this bad? This bad, yes. Yes. I think, uh, I think, I, I think as we hired Cumbie, we would have we been, okay, yeah, it's going to be bad. I think once he got here and started talking and through the first couple games, we were like, all right, maybe he's going to run more than we thought. <laughs> I kind of thought that. And then maybe we need to go back to just not having much of a running expectation. Now, Parker McNeil has played much better the played last really two well. games. Uh, threw for 404 yards, is that right? 424. Well, 424, two touchdowns, no interceptions for the second game in a row. Over 400 yards for the second game in a row, right? Or not three at late, late, high 300s last game. Here's the deal. That's that's better. You can win a lot of football games with that for 425 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I, a lot of football games. I, I don't know if you got the opportunity to check out the old Sonny Cumbie press conference today, but uh, Parker McNeil was one of the players oh, that tell was... tell me about uh, it. I did not, did not catch it today. Yeah, he was actually one of the players that spoke to the media. I asked him the question. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did. He got the old chance to run the old QB draw yeah. on Saturday. I was shocked. Uh, me too. Was Tames he shocked? Well. Um <laughs> And I asked him, I said, hey, QB draw, you picked up about six or seven yards, picked up a first down. Uh, are you looking for Sonny Company to call your number a little more often? And he kind of chuckled a little bit. And he said, you know, it's pretty fun when I run the football. A lot of people get a good laugh out of it. He yeah. said, um, you know, when he delivered the blow, he, he thought that he kind of ran the defender over a little bit. He actually thought he delivered the blows. That's the funny part of this. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he got a chance to check out the old film, and he's like, ah, kind of got lit a little bit. Yeah. Which you know, I can, I thought that's pretty funny. I can appreciate, appreciate the honesty, the confidence, and thinking. You know, you pop up, you're like, "Heck yeah, freaking first I'll down." <laughs> that's what you know. I mean, there's been film. Film's been around forever, but I always think about it. a couple times a game. I'm like, man, they're gonna hate to see that on film. You know, <laughs> yes. that's gonna because you know all the boys are in there with you, and after things have calmed down a little don't bit, don't really want to watch. Yeah, it you together. don't want to. Yeah, that's not one you want to watch in front of your teammates. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, he. I was surprised to see the QB draw. Uh, there's a you know. It's kind of not like Tom Brady. When Tom Brady runs, it's like, wow, I, I hope you don't die when you get hit. You know, and it's like, It wasn't much better. It wasn't much better. Uh, Maybe Parker's a little bit. Big length. Hey, do you feel like he did better in his press conference after being on Bleed Take Blue? Oh, more, absolutely. A little more comfortable with the media. Absolutely. Yeah, not so much more comfortable. Uh, speaking of not having a great time watching the film, like, I was out at practice today. 
Uh, obviously, we hear from Smoke, BGA, we've heard from Parker McNeil. Tuesday is labeled as Tough Tuesday. Uh, let me tell you something about those defenders for the Bulldogs. They didn't have too much fun watching that film, and it was Tough Tuesday. Got, Scott Powell wasn't a happy camper. Didn't expect him to be. Um, probably won't be a happy camper for the next few weeks as well, every time he thinks about that one. And... Sonny Cumbie spoke today, said Tyler Grubb's going to be out for the foreseeable future. I think we can kind of, you know, you can make your own assumptions as far as what that means entirely. I don't think it really matters. Why? I mean, why the secrecy? I, listen, I, I don't know, but I'll say this. I don't think it necessarily matters. Like, if you get to week 10, week 11, are you going to throw them back out there if you're 4-6? and six Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not in contention for a conference championship, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and what are you trying to do? Like, you know, the element of surprise with the late schedule teams? Are they well, going to be like, hey, well, is he playing? Is he not playing? I don't know. Maybe he really doesn't know. Maybe That's the guy from Slat. We talked about his honesty right. and how we appreciate it. You're right. It. I'll, I'll back uh, up. But bottom line is this. Uh, better find some guys that will put a hat on a hat. And, and Kobe said that he thought defensively, they didn't play, and he didn't say it this. He didn't say he thought didn't think they didn't play soft, but he thought that there was some elements of the defense that played physical. They didn't necessarily wrap up when they were tackling, and I think that's probably putting it nicely. You don't want to throw your guys under the bus, but I I was just baffled. Well, like, I don't I, I don't I didn't watch that game and feel like it was a missed tackle issue. I felt like it was a not even getting hands on them issue. Yeah, I felt like it was. North Texas said, we're going to line up and run the football, and Louisiana Tech didn't do anything about it. Yeah. I mean, we can dissect because it's – I, I mean, adjustments get big. made. Yeah. yeah, adjustments get made in the game. And and I, they did say it's a little more than just stacking guys down there. It is. It is, but at the same time, it, it's – It felt like you could have stacked it guys It felt like there. something you could have done anything. 11.1 or 3, whatever it was, yards of carry in the first half, like – Maybe changed. And the, the drives weren't lasting very long. That's it's not quick. Like, uh, uh, listen, North Texas only had the football 26 minutes in this game. Like, and they ran the ball, yeah. which typically makes the game go by really fast. Ran the ball 47 you, times. And gives you a – oh, my gosh. Gives you a lopsided time of possession. But, Ben, I was – I've been praising this coaching staff all year for their ability to make adjustments. I didn't see many. Well, and, and I think that's a big – and we're going to talk about it more in this next segment, but I think that's a big talking point going forward because, you know, you, you mentioned that Grubbs is going to be out for a while. And I don't think anybody would deny Grubbs was kind of the one piece on this defense that held it all together, especially in that front seven with the lack of pass rush that we've seen uh, throughout the year as well. And so, like, what what is Scott Powers' response because he's seen one game without Tyler Groves. He saw the gaping hole of, of what it's like for Louisiana Tech to not have him on the football field. And now that you get another week to prepare for it, it's like, all right, we got to draw something else up to figure it out. Because Well, the scary thing is it's on film now. Well, the, it, the recipe oh, to defeat La Tech in the run game it's is on It's running football down the throat. Yeah. Kiwi Rose said it today. Cumpy said it today. He's like, Rice going to line up and run the football. He said, why wouldn't they? Yeah. I mean, that's and listen, that's what Rice wants to do. Now, they want to do it with, like, seven tight ends on the field, like two fullbacks. Like, they want to line up in these obscene 
personnel cutesy, looks. Cutesy, a little cutesy. Yeah, it just looks stupid out on a football okay, field, honestly. But they're going to line up and run the football with you. And that that's the big thing for me. And we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our next our first time out. Uh, we got Matthew Bartlett coming up at the Roost at 6.30. Mitch and B.J. Williams and Smoke Harris will join us in studio at 6.45. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888 Brett chimes in, says, I like the baby blues. Excited to see how it plays out, but I'm a little disappointed they didn't dig into the equipment closet and pull out the old Russells from 1972 title team. Hey, that would be awesome. Probably had a little dust on those. We still got them, you think? I wonder how long you keep them. I don't know. Yeah, that's all, that's all, that's 50 years. They're honoring the 72 championship team this weekend. Oh, how about that? Homecoming. That's oh. kind of why they're doing the baby blues. I know you didn't realize No, I that. did not. Uh, but back back to our discussion about Louisiana Tech. All right, I got I got to be honest with you for a sec. Sonny Cumbie, first year head coach. Hmm. Uh, get in here on the press conference today. Um, has a number of questions asking him about why the team has struggled on the road, okay? And it's no secret Louisiana Tech hasn't won a road game since November of 2020. Been a while. So we're, we have, we've had two home games versus four road games. Yeah. Two of which of those road four. games were against P5 schools. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so, it, you know, and listen, I, you don't ever really truly – know what a head coach is thinking as far as 
uh, you know, how he answers a question, I guess is the best way to put it. But um, you feel like a lot of coaches start talking and then start thinking. Yeah, absolutely. You like, have to. You have to. You can't have. You can't have that hmm. because you don't know what's going to ask. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like you kind of got to roll with it, and you know what comes out comes right. out. But my my point is this. Sonny Cumbie's in his first year at Louisiana Tech. We're six games into this puppy. Like, it's it's early, Like if we're being honest with yeah. ourselves. And so, especially, you look at the last two road performances. 475 yards rushing in North mm-hmm. Texas, you allow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parker throws four picks against South Alabama on top of yet another fumble for five turnovers. A fumble. A fumble. So for five turnovers in the football game. Right. And so, like, when I hear Sonny Cumbie say, you know, we've talked about it as a coaching staff, we've gone and we've looked at, you know, what we do from a travel standpoint, what we do to get our guys ready, how do we come out with our hair on fire more often. My, my thinking, and listen, I'm no football coach by any means. I couldn't tell you what a cover two looks like. Um, but I'm like, <clears throat> is it really your preparation from a travel standpoint that allows you to allow 475 yards rushing or turn the ball over five times. Like, if you would have tweaked to breakfast time, would it have really mattered? No, but I guarantee he's thinking our practice is the same every week. Our film is the same every week. Like, that is the same. The only thing that truly I would believe is different is the travel. So that makes sense to me. That's where he would try to start. Because, I mean, it's not like you're you're watching extra film or less film because you're traveling. Yeah, for sure, but like, so you think that like? You, no, I'm not saying that that, that the change in the routine would help. I'm just not surprised. That's what he's looking at. I mean, I guess so. I, I, I just don't know if I was a first year head coach. And listen, we we've talked about like you're a first year head coach. You're trying to establish a culture. You're trying to figure out, you know, who's your quarterback, how to play with your personnel, what you want to do defensively, how you want to handle the special teams. Is Buck gonna kick? Is Baby Barnes gonna kick? Like, you're trying to figure out all these things. And I'm like, man, like, I don't think I'd be questioning my own routine this quickly. It's like, it's my routine. It's what I believe in. It's what I've done for 20 years as a football coach. Like, y'all going to learn to live with it. At least in the first year. Yeah. You know, because, like, like I said, I don't think the routine necessarily causes you to come out flat on the road. Like, I would imagine that your curfew on a Friday night in a hotel is the same road versus home. Like, it's 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, whatever time. Like, the only difference is the fans on the road don't like you as much. And right. listen, North Texas only had, like, two dozen fans. So, like, was it like it was a huge atmosphere? I think a lot of that, a lot of the road issues are this team doesn't play with a lot of confidence on the road. Like, they haven't won on the road in a long time. Like, But it's, it's hard for me to imagine that just being home just gives you that much more confidence. But you're used to it. You're comfortable with it. Yeah, but what's on the road? You're not gonna like. You're not sleeping in your same bed. Like that's part of it. You got to get over that. Like it's not necessarily your routine. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think it's interesting that. that I mean, it's there's obviously say, something to it because the stats typically lean this way. I agree. Dabo said it this week. Our boy Dabo. He said uh, road teams were one ranked road teams were one and eight on Saturday. Like that obviously makes a difference. Yeah, and listen, I think. If let's go back, let's speak theoretically. If you go to North Texas and you win thirty-seven, thirty-four on a la- on a two-minute drive, Parker hits Smoke for a touchdown to win the game with six seconds left. I think the following road game, which is FIU in a couple weeks, I think you play tremendously better because 
You've been in that moment. You've experienced. I a really tight wanted game. to come back when they start when I got it close. Yeah, I, did I was too. like, man, this would be so good for this program, especially after last year. And and maybe we're shaking off these last few years. Like I don't know. Like maybe, there's a lot of the same guys. Obviously, like maybe you're shaking off. Just I mean, have we come? When's the last time we came from behind and won? Like been a while. When's the last time we? Besides FCS schools, that we like got a lead and dominated really, an opponent, really dominated somebody and didn't I let agree. them get back into. But it. but but I think that's part of coming out of being a bad football team. Like when you're trying to change the culture, when you're trying to change the mentality of your team, like it it you can't practice those moments. I guess is what I'm saying. And yes, I understand. Like you practice how you play on Saturday. Like I get all that clicheness, but like you can't simulate. A third and three with three minutes to go in a football game, and you need to stop. You can't simulate third and ten. You're trailing by ten, and you're Parker McNeil, and it's like, all right, I got to take the sack here. Like, it, it's your human nature to say, I got to throw the football and try to make a big play to get my team back in it. Right. And until you overcome that sort of averse, adversity, like, it's going to be a struggle. Like I don't think Texas, in the back of your mind, like, can we do this? Yeah, absolutely, no. absolutely. I, I firmly or we're believe down that. and we haven't done this in five years. You know, and, like, and I firmly believe this as well. And I'm not calling out anybody, but I, I think a lot of this football team is like uh, scared. I so no, here's here's I, I what think I they're scared to go take something. My honest, my honest concern is that we, like it's you have like to if, learn how to do well, it. Like, are we one dimension? Like, if our game plan doesn't work, are we just screwed? I don't think. I so. I know we make adjustments, but like, we gotta score points. Like, we scored twenty four this week, twenty seven. Like, that's not a that's not a ton. Should have scored more. Should have scored more. I think they every offensive player would tell you that. But I feel like as I'm watching and the drive is just getting started, I'm like, I just I don't feel like we can drive down. Well, I, I feel like I'm glad you brought this up. As much as the offense has improved the last two weeks against UTEP and North Texas, I still don't have full confidence that if you had to go into a game like North Texas where you had to score 47 points that you could do it. Like, you couldn't go possession by possession offensively and be consistent enough play to play to really get into a shootout. Not without the other team's defense just being atrocious. Yes. And listen, that's not a shot at anyone on the team. I just don't think that as much as this offense has improved, I don't think they've taken that step to where they believe it's like, all right, we're going to throw our best at your best, and you're not going to stop us. Like, we've seen offenses at Louisiana Tech where it's like, all right, they need a touchdown. They're going like, go back to 2012. It's like, all right, they need a score. They're going to score. Yeah. It's like, all right, Johnny Manziel, you're kicking my tail, and Shreveport, we're about to come all the way back. Like, we're that good. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that you have to have that style of offense to be successful because you don't. But I'm saying, as many strides forward as Tech's taken offensively, not only have they probably taken an equal number of steps backwards defensively, that they've also not reached, I guess, their fullest potential. They've given us, they've given us glimmers of hope, but there's more in the tank if you want to get to where, you know, at the end of the year you're playing in a bowl game. Do you think that this is this can be attributed to to just? New staff, oh, absolutely. new quarterback, absolutely. Like just not the camaraderie of. Absolutely, of I'm playing. I'm playing for you, who I've been grinding with. Cumbie said it years. today. He said to you know you talk about the last couple weeks, smoke hairs, big week against UTEP, four or five touchdowns. Obviously, two were called back. 
this past week, 10 catches, 156 yards, probably one of the better games of his entire career. And Cumbie said, you know, we got a chance to kind of go evaluate what we were doing with Smoke during a bye week. And, and now we have an understanding of what he does well. We can put him in the spots to succeed, and it's not just us relying on him to run a bunch of routes and create big plays on his own. We know how to get him into the spots that he's most comfortable with to make those big plays. And, and I think that'll be part of the learning process for the staff on in all three phases of the game throughout the year. I mean, man, you go back to game one, 46-yard field goal into the wind. I'm not saying Baby Barnes shouldn't kick the field goal, but like he probably goes out there. And I'm not saying he couldn't have got it there. But you know what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. Now they have the understanding. It's like, all right, Buck's our long field goal kicker. He's made a couple long field goals. He's our guy in that spot. And, and, like, I just think that's part of a first-year staff really learning, really understanding. And, and, listen, the first three games that Parker played, that could have been some of the struggles for Cumby. He didn't have a great understanding of how he could put Parker in the spots to succeed. Right. Because that – I mean, yeah, we can sit here and say he's 60 or senior, he should be figured out. Like, But that's part of it. And, and I understand that part of it. The parts I don't understand is when you get a guy in a hole and you have a chance to make a tackle, why you don't make the t- like those are fundamental things. Yeah, and that, you know I had somebody ask me this week. Do you think we're like because of all the uh, turnover struggles early on in the year? Do you think we're playing a little conservative? Um, you know, I like you, you and I had said like I would I'm okay with an interception a game like taking a shot. Yeah. you know, and I felt we again we scored 27 with almost no rush. You could have scored running game. 40, though. Could have scored should've. 40. Should have scored 40. But we're still doing a lot of sideline-to-sideline side stuff. And uh, we've gotten better at it. We've I'll gotten better at it. And, there, and that does, you know, but I, I don't – I'm not saying, like, let's throw it over the middle on our own 20. But, like, we get over the 50-yard line, are we taking some let's more shots? Let's take a rip. Let's yeah. take a rip. Like, let's try to, like, get some high-powered octane yeah. offense going, and maybe that fires you up. And, and, and right now, Louisiana Tech leads the country eight plays over 50 yards. But – you know, Smoke had the 74-yard catch down the middle. Well, there's there's two or three of those that are in garbage time. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So, like, th- they haven't been as prevalent in, in recent games since but Tech's But I get it. If you're trying to eliminate interceptions, yeah, that's, that. that's like the first place you and, go. I but get some that. of that's the give and take. And I think that some of that probably is Parker getting a feel for, all right, I can let it rip in this situation. This other situation I might not should. And so – I just wonder how long that growing up process, you'll never get the true, real, feel answer to this question, but like, I, I would love to understand the thought process in the building as far as when do we take the shot, when do we stack the box with eight or nine guys against a team that we can't stop running the football. Because I can tell you, B.J. Williams and Jaden Cole probably tired of hitting guys 10 or 15 yards down the field. Like no They probably are. Yeah. Like I mean, that, that ain't necessarily what they – uh, put on the uniform for every Saturday is to stop guys in the run game. They want to make some picks. I mean, shout out to BJ. He had his first pick this week. Yeah, he did. Nice catch. But, I mean, I do think there are some encouraging things, but you you get a game like North Texas where you give up 475 rushing, man, it, it becomes very difficult to see because, like you just said, you put up 500 yards of offense, you only score 27 points, and it's like, oh, boy, like we, we should have been in that football game regardless. Right. Unnamed texter said the defensive – Players look like they are waiting for each each individual to try and tackle the runner until he gets let go and the other jumps in. Gang tackle. Stop tiptoeing and blasting and through. Offense should 
want to score from any position on the field. It's too normal these days to see an off offense stall in the red zone because of tight, compressed field. Players need to adapt quicker. I, I agree with that. Like, But defensively, that's a mentality. Like, It's like I've said for probably going on two years now. At what point do you turn around and you look in the mirror and say, this ain't happening? Like, I'm not going to be the one that lets my team down. Like I, You're saying from a player standpoint. Yeah, from yeah. a player I always go back to Milton Williams, 2020. It was the COVID year. It's UAB. They're housing us at home. And it felt like he decided they weren't going to lose the football game. And he started dominating the football game on the D-line. Well, right. You want to be, be honest. Our guys that are dogs right now are in the very back of the field. Yep. And Secondary. then we just lost, we just lost the yep. middle. Yeah, linebacker. I agree. We got nobody on the defensive line that's standing up. Well, right I now. think that's a big thing. This week, it's like, all right, Rice is going to do the same thing to you. There's plenty of third, fourth, fifth year guys up front on that defensive line. Who's going to be the one that says, "All right, it ain't happening on my watch." Like, I'm not getting run over. I'm not having some jackrabbit named BC talk about me on Tuesday nights anymore because I'm tired of hit. you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you got to have a sense of want to, a sense of tenacity, a sense of fierceness, toughness. To say it's not happening anymore, and this is—I mean, this is the coach's job. You, after a loss, and you like got to find a way to motivate. You got to find a way to motivate. You got to find a way to absolutely berate them for how they played, but then also encourage them for the next week. No Tough doubt. thing to do, no doubt. I'm glad we're at home. I'm glad we're not on the road again. You could ain't you, lying, son. Could you imagine? never lost at home. Looking I know to, you love that. Looking to keep it up this Saturday, 3 p.m. 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Yep. I got to check some people. I lied about that. I thought it was 3. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time out, Matthew Bartlett with At the Roost. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today to find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. At Diemble Motors in Arcadia, we're all bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bimble Motors Facebook page. At Bimble Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go to the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Joined by our buddy Matthew Bartlett at the Roost. How we doing tonight, Matthew? I'm good, man. Glad to be back. Absolutely. It's been a while. Um, tell us about the Rice Owls. Obviously off to a 3-3 three and three start overall. Let's go back to the preseason. What, what were some of the expectations coming into Mike Bloomgren's fifth season? Uh, I think the expectations really were what they've been the past you know, two or three years, that this was a team that was supposed to contend for the postseason, was supposed to make a bowl game. And to get there, I think the hope was that the defense would stay solid and the offense would take its next step. So I think through a half, half, the halfway point of the season, Rice is sitting at 3-3. Three and three. They had four wins last year in 12 games. So I think they're you know, on track from preseason expectations, but at times it's kind of felt like they've been playing above those. Well, and you know, you look at the, the first half of Rice's schedule, obviously – uh, a road trip out to USC is no easy task. Week two, you have an FCS opponent uh, against McNeese. But following those two games, it's been a really t- a lot of tight football games, and, and it feels like Rice has been really comfortable uh, in those t- types of games so far this year. Yeah, absolutely. Louisiana came into Rice Stadium with the nation's hey, hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. ULL. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever they are. They had the nation's longest winning streak, and Rice really thumped them. That game was not as close as the final margin. It was 33-21. Then they played a close game against Houston, lost it on a fourth-quarter turnover uh, in the red zone, and then they beat UAB and and were one score behind FAU. So this is a team that, if you go look back, uh, if if you like the the odds makers and the betting numbers, I think they're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games, which... You know, I don't know how much that matters for any of your listeners, but they've consistently performed better than the expectations that have been kind of around them. So they're they're certainly getting closer to where they want to be. I don't think they're fully there yet, but they're they're a good football team, and I think that's maybe the first year under Mike Bloomgren that we can say that confidently. T.J. McMahon at quarterback, we got to see him a little bit at the end of 2021. He comes off the bench and. uh he ends the, the Skip Holtz tenure in grand fashion as the Owls knock off Louisiana Tech 35-31 down in Houston. But uh, you look at his play to this point in the year, completing 59% of his throws, 10 touchdowns, does have 10 interceptions. Uh, what, what are the overall thoughts and how he's played in his first full year as the starting quarterback? You know, going into this year, I kind of label him as a gunslinger. He's a guy that, and I think the Louisiana Tech game actually from last year is a perfectly encompasses who he is as a quarterback. Because you go back to that game, Rice has the ball fourth quarter with the chance to go drive and take the lead or tie, and he throws an interception. Louisiana Tech goes down and scores, and now it's a, now it's a two-score game. And then he scores twice to end the game and win. And that's been kind of the T.J. McMahon experience. It's not even keeled. It's not smooth and steady. There are a lot of erratic downs and ups. But for the most part, through – you know, what, five official games as an FBS starter, there's been more ups than downs. From Mike Bloomberg's perspective, and I guess your perspective as well, does he have more confidence in T.J. McMahon uh, as a starting quarterback than he's maybe had uh, throughout the first four years as his head coach down in Houston? Uh, 
Well, McManus has already thrown for more touchdowns as a Rice quarterback than any quarterback has under Bloomgren. And this is year five, which is kind of shocking for a guy who only had five five starts. So he's certainly trusting him a lot, I think. And then another thing, you, you dig in a little bit to the numbers on McMahon, he has 10 interceptions, but going back through my tally, at least four of those have hit the receiver's hands and dipped in the air and intercepted. So it's one of those things that, he might be playing a little bit better than maybe what the raw numbers had said at the time. I don't think the FAU game was a good endorsement for his overall ability, but I think that's kind of given Bloom, Bloomgren some trust with him because he's a guy that, you know, has thrown for 300 yards in a couple games and is averaging, you know, two or so touchdown passes and is, is playing better football at the position than Rice has had for any extended time. Since Bloom's got here, because Rice has started more quarterbacks than any other team in FBS football, and that that is changing with McMahon. We've seen it for many, many, many years under Bloomgren. Rice wants to run the football first. Uh, Ari Broussard, Cameron Montgomery, uh, pretty good stats on paper, I guess you could say, but uh, would it be fair to say that the Rice run game hasn't necessarily found its groove to this point in the year? I think he might be being generous to say that they're good staff on paper about the run game. The run game has just been bad. Uh, I mean, honestly, not up to the standards that they want. Uh, the one thing they do have going for them, I think they're the best short yardage offense in college football. Mm. Ari Broussard entered the FAE, or into the bye week, fourth in the nation in rushing touchdowns. scored another touchdown against FAU. He had nine rushing touchdowns in six games. But his longest touchdown run came from three yards out. Uh, and Ooh. when you give this team the ball, their conversion rate, and y'all have seen it, the jumbo package where they bring in two fullbacks, three tight ends, and just kind of jam everybody up at the line and go up and over, that's been so good. So getting that one yard when they need it, it's been fantastic. Everything else has kind of been an adventure. They've This past week was the first time they started the same five offensive linemen in back-to-back games, which in six is a game six is a problem and the o-line has just not been consistent the running lanes have not been there and the backs really haven't broken off big runs so i think this is you know when bloom came in here it was meant to be okay rice is going to run the football and that's what they're going to do and they really haven't done that very well this year and i think that's part of the reason we've seen more from mcmahon because he's been able to pick up the slack and move the ball through the air when the running game is kind of stalled out uh, Bradley Rosner back from an injury a season ago. He's obviously having uh, a really good year, averaging 23 yards per catch, has four touchdowns. But I want to hear about the transition, Luke McCaffrey uh, moving from quarterback to receiver uh, and has seemingly done it really, really well. Yeah, it's been so fun to watch. I, I remember walking out, and you know how spring ball is, right? Everyone's in the best shape of their life. And they look great, and, you know, you're going to go undefeated, win the championship. It's all roses, right? Well, I go out there to spring ball, and I see him lined up against one of Rice's best corners. And I, I think Rice is, you know, two of the better corners in Conference USA. They've just been locked down this season. I see him lined up against one of them in his, like, fourth day as a college wide receiver in practice, and he just completely smokes him on a double move and go and is gone for an 80-yard touchdown. And I was like, oh, he might be pretty good at this. So you look at his bloodlines, his family. He's super talented. He's been a guy that, yeah, he leads Rice this year 
in, in receptions. He, uh, he up until last week was leading them with yard, yards until Roz had his big game. But McCaffrey is he's going to be one of the best athletes on the field. He's super athletic. When you get him the ball in space, he's dangerous and can make those big plays. So I think the transition is going really well. He has had a couple balls kind of go off his hands and end up in defender's hands. Some of those deflections have been thrown his way. So I think maybe that's the part where he's still kind of rounding into his game. But by and large, it's been a tremendous success. Defensively, Sonny Cumbie spoke at length today in his press conference uh, about some of the issues that Rice can give you up front on the defensive line and really love to mix coverages on the back end. Talk a little bit about how the defense has played to this point in the year. The defense has been absolutely fantastic. I mean, you even if you bake in the numbers against USC, which I think we can all agree is yeah. one of the nation's best offenses, uh, they still rank fourth in Conference USA in rush defense. You include the USC numbers still. They're second in Conference USA in pass defense, which to do that with the non-conference baked in, with I mean, they play Houston, too. They play some good teams. And this is just one of the best defenses that have been around South Maine in some time. They have depth. Their injuries that have kind of plagued this unit in the past are just not there. They're, they're relatively healthy, all things considered. You've got George Nyakwal back for what feels like his 15th year. And then you got guys up front like uh, Josh Piercy, uh, Trey Schumann, DeBrayling Carroll, Blake Banish. They go legitimately two to three deep on the defensive line at all positions. And the ability for them to kind of rotate those guys through, I think, is what's given opposing offenses the most problems. Because when you get to the fourth quarter and you've played 80 snaps at guard and you're placing somebody who's only played 25 but is really talented, it it gets hard on you. And I think that's one of the things that, that makes this front special. If Rice is going to come on the road and defeat Louisiana Tech on Saturday afternoon, what what must they do well? What what are your keys to the game for the Rice House? You know, we talked about it earlier. I want to see them run the football. This is a, a Louisiana Tech front that, just from a raw talent perspective, I don't think they have the same, you know, depth and, and ability as, you know, like the Houston defense they call Sack Avenue. And we've seen what UAB has done, and, and FAU got their big man in the middle last week, and he was disruptive. So I, I think this is, a, this is a defense, and we've seen it from Louisiana Tech this year, not one of the better run defenses in this conference. Rice has been able to throw the ball and move the ball through the air. If they can unlock the running game and have a balanced offense, it's going to make it very difficult for Louisiana Tech's offense to hurt you. And I think that's that's what Rice wants to do in this game is, is keep that air raid off of the field as long as they can. As good of a defense as you have, you don't want to give them lots of reps. So that'll be the secret. That's what Bloom and the staff want to do, run the football, control the clock, and then when the defense is out there, trust them to make plays. Great stuff, as always. If any of our listeners want to follow some of the work you do online, where can they find that at? Nice and easy. Go find us at attheroost.com. We're on Twitter, at the Roost, talking all things rice and, and Conference USA for, I guess, at least a couple more months until uh, we have to bid you guys goodbye. No doubt. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Matthew Bartlett at the Roost joining us tonight on the O'Neill Gas Hotline. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. B.J. Williamson, Smoke Harris will join us in studio. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, 
they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk at 97.7. we got B.J. Williamson, Smoke Harrison, studio on behalf of Louisiana National Bank. Uh, we'll start with you, BJ. Obviously, we got to see today the new uniforms that Louisiana the Tech. The uniforms. The uniforms uh, <laughs> that Louisiana Tech's rolling out. As a player, how much do you guys, I'm not going to say value uniforms, but y- y'all have to like new swag, right? I mean, of course. Um, it's something new. Um, I think we was the last team that actually get baby blue uniforms. So. Oh, there ain't no doubt about that. That's so, how we do it around here. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we very appreciative for for what Cumbie and they they all done did for us. Film filming that video, how cool was that for you uh, to get that opportunity? And when they asked you about it, like obviously you were one of the first guys to find out. I assume um, I, I know that had to be pretty cool as well. Yeah, I mean we all found out at the same time. Oh, um, y'all did. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it was a good experience to be able to show show the new jerseys and stuff. Um, it was real cool. I mean, I, I'm always so curious how how Cumbie talked a little bit about it on Sean's show, but how y'all get to decide what jerseys to wear each week. Yeah, y'all are both captains, right? Yeah. So there, are y'all? Is that a part of it? I mean, is it is it like a group right. effort? Is it they don't they don't let you? I mean, can, can you talk about it at all? <laughs> I mean, nah. We don't we don't pick the uniforms. It's just whatever they whatever okay. we wear is is cool. Nobody really trip on that. All right, I gotta ask this, Rebecca. Y'all like white helmets or red helmets better? We like the red. Ones. We like the red. Ones. You like really? the red? Yeah. I can't. Oh, they the, the red fit better. Red, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. 
Okay. See, I, I'm I'm a big. Oh, so they're more worked in, I guess you could yeah. say. Oh, that's interesting. Hey, that's, that's a that's a that's so an Beck's, element I never Beck's thought big about. against the red helmet. Yeah, I don't I think them. they look good. I don't like them. I think. Uh, which I heard Cumby said today, his favorite. They was Sean asked him. I was proud of Sean. He asked him what his favorite combination was, and Cumby said white, blue, white. And I was like, see, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. But I I get that if you're the one playing, you kind of want the one that's more comfortable. Yeah, the red. But we've won yeah, twice. Y'all gotta wear them. We don't have to. We've wear won them. twice in the whites, and we lost this week yeah. in in the, the reds. Red. It's just something to think about, you know, when y'all. When y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to North Texas. Obviously, a, a tough game. You lose forty-seven to twenty-seven. Obviously, BJ, you're back near your hometown. Um, North Tech, you guys knew they were going to run the football, but when you get in a game like that where they start off, I guess, so hot, uh, for, from an adjustment standpoint, what are some of the conversations you guys are having on the sideline as far as just trying to slow the game down and, and kind of get some of the momentum back in y'all's favor? Um, really just keep a calm head, control what you can control, and just keep doing your job and – Fix, fix the errors that we all made and then go from there. For you as a safety, is it any different? Obviously, you've been in, in college for a long time. You're a fifth-year guy. But was it any different without Tyler Grubbs in there in a new scheme? What, you know, Does that feel any different? Or is that something where it's next guy up, we got to be ready to go, nobody really cares uh, if he's out, if we're not performing? They're not going to – Give us that excuse, I guess you could say. Um, it's always next guy up. I mean, you're in college, people on scholarship, so you got to do what you got to do. But, I mean, Tyler Grove is a real good player. Like, his presence will always will be missed for sure. Yeah, I. From a from, watching you want to play linebacker? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Okay, so we we go back to the South Alabama game. They jumped up real early. Uh, next game against UTEP, we jumped up real early. And then this game was was a little bit the same. I, well, they jumped out. They jumped quick, out pretty yeah. early. Just what is that? Do you feel? I mean, I know you're like I got to go and do my job. It doesn't matter what the score is. Uh, is that a little? I mean, does it? Does things just tighten up on the sidelines a little bit when you go? Or you have to band? Does game change? Game plans change? Or uh, I mean, obviously playing with the lead's got to be a little easier, right? I mean, yeah, it is. But you you really just control what you can control and just keep. Keep keep on pushing, really. So, at what point in your career, though, you talk about controlling what you control. Like, is that something that you learned as a young player when you're back in high school? As far as like, I just got to do my job, play within the defense, or you know, whatever you're asked to do. Or is that something you've kind of matured more in uh, to become maybe less emotional uh, throughout a four quarter football game? Because if you do make a mistake, like it, it doesn't matter. You know, two quarters later, you still can't make the same mistake again. Right. Um. It's it's uh, it's something that I've actually worked on through the past years of college. When I first got in, I was very emotional about I make a mistake, hang my head. But nobody's gonna be perfect in a football game, so you can't always dwell on that last play. You have to have short term memory and move on to the next. All right. So walk us through the interception. I mean, it was a kind of a jump ball, but it looked a little more like that ball was thrown to you, and you were just tracking it as a receiver. I honestly you wish were... we'd have made that quarterback throw a little more. He wasn't very good. <laughs> he ain't gonna say. It. I mean, I'll you had it. you had that one the whole way. I mean, you knew it was yours. I mean, that was that was the only deep like time he, he threw all game. He yeah. was only throwing deep to number sixteen on you, mm-hmm. so it was like you already knew kind of lean to that side. So, I mean, it was a good play. Uh, Miles Mason was back this week. Obviously, you and Jaden been playing a ton of snaps back there. Probably really sore on a Sunday morning, uh, especially. 
uh, with all, all the tackles you guys make, just helping you guys out on the back end with another veteran guy. Uh, I know he's missed a bunch of time, but to get him back and have him uh, playing some snaps, does that help you guys kind of stay fresher throughout a football game, uh, knowing that you can trust him to come in and play some quality ball as well? Very much so. We're happy that he's back. Um, he's a good player, um, got a lot of experience, and uh, I feel like he's going to do real well this year. I want to change courses for a second. I want to go back to your recruitment in 2018. Obviously, uh, you signed with Louisiana Tech. Uh, before Louisiana Tech started to recruit you, like, who, what was your favorite college growing up? Did you have a favorite school? Was it always a dream to play college football, uh, you know, as a little kid growing up, getting into high school? What was that process like for you? Um, I mean, when I first got in high school, I wanted to play college basketball. Did you really? play varsity basketball? Yeah, I did. Were you good? Yeah, I was. I was, no, I was decent. It was. Good. I was okay. decent. <laughs> Would you play guard? Obviously. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, but then as I got older, started playing. Um, sophomore year started playing safety. Started on varsity, and then after then fell in love with it, and then I wanted to go to college and play. What football. all schools did you consider the most outside of Louisiana Tech? Um, Texas Tech. And probably Colorado. Really? Oh, the yeah. Buffs. I'd have been yeah. a ways out there. Yeah. 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 Well, Texas do you, Tech is Are too, you a but... homebody? Like, do you like being far from home or it doesn't really matter? Nah, nah. I don't like being far from home. <laughs> okay. I'm a mama's boy, so. There you okay. go. There you I go. like it. nothing wrong with like that. It. You might could have met Coach Kobe. Who was your lead recru- recruiter at uh, Louisiana Tech for Skip Staff? Uh, Rick Petrie. <laughs> oh, yeah, tree late in his career. Yeah, going over there in Dallas, no doubt, no doubt. All right, now that you get a chance to look at this Rice team, obviously you guys are two and four, uh, one and one in conference, just one conference loss, still plenty to play for. Uh, you and Smoke know that better than anyone, having been uh, through a lot of battles in your career. What, what do you see from Rice that maybe differs from you know how they've been in previous years? Mm. Um, for offense speaking, they. They actually put the ball in the air a lot more now. Um, good football team and really just ready to get after. Okay, so you've played them a few times. Or do you find yourself from year to year, like do, do you remember do your notes? About them? Of, like do yeah, do you remember? Are you remembering your film study, or you just kind of look at it as like I mean they've got new guys, new scheme, they're different. Um, or do you remember? Do you remember stuff? I mean, I feel like it's different every year. I mean, college football changes. Yeah, every it's year, so, so much. Yeah. Are you a guy that you get to know numbers of the opponent? Do you try to learn their names? Or you're like, all right, I got to guard two, I got to guard five. Mm, I care less about the names and numbers, honestly. I just they ain't B.J. Williamson, so he ain't worried about. It. <laughs> I mean, are you looking up, you know, looking up some stuff on the social media? Try to talk a little, have a little ammunition, talk a little smack when you line up. <laughs> nah, you yeah, don't do nothing. Nah. You do that. Smoke, smoke checking it. out. <laughs> nah, I don't feel like you're very quiet during the game, Smoke. I could be wrong, but <laughs> are you a trash talker during the game? Of course. Oh, good. Name a DB that's really that's not good. A trash that's true. Talker. Did <laughs> did a meat teach you some of that? Because nah. he talks a lot. Nah. Nah, Did y'all see that video of Amik a few weeks ago with Jerry Judy? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, Greatest yeah, thing I've that's ever pretty, seen. That's yeah. pretty great, yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Let's go ahead, Terry. Next time out, we come back for the break. We'll talk with Smoke Harris. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. 
If you are looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. On your mark, get ready. It's football season on your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. On Mondays from 6 to 7, it's the Louisiana Tech Coaches Show, followed by the Grambling Coaches Show and then Monday Night Football. Tuesdays at 6, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. On Thursday at 6, it's the Union Parish Coaches Show. Then at 7, the LSU Coaches Show with Brian Kelly moves to a new night Thursdays at 7. That'll be followed by Thursday Night Football. On Fridays during the Sports Company at 5 o'clock, we shut everything down. It's high school football game night where we get you ready for all the area games. Then at 6.30, it's Union Parish Fighting Farmer Football, followed by the original prep report with Ken Trahan, where they get you up to date on all the scores across North Louisiana. On Saturday mornings from 8 to 10, it's the Nick Brown Show. Then from 10 to 11, it's the High School Football Rewind. Three hours before kickoff, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk, followed by LSU Football, right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Then Sunday nights, Sunday night football. You're home for football in the Arkla Miss and the Arkla Techs. Sports Talk 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Lee Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor. We got Smoke Harris, Bulldog receiver. You ever had more than 10 catches in a game? Oh, I think that. Nah. When you get in a groove like that, like, can you feel that you're flowing? Yeah, I felt it. It was was going pretty good. Uh, Do you know going into a game, like, I'm not going to say the game plan's built around you, but do you know, like, hey, against a team, we'll say North Texas, for example, like this could be a game where, you know, Cumbie's going to look to get me the ball in space, allow me to do some things versus, you know, other teams that might defend your skill set better? Or is that something that it's kind of you don't feel like too many can stop you? I mean, to be honest, we going through the week, I mean, like there are certain plays they call and you know you're getting the ball, and when you get it they tell you, like, we're going to leave this guy, and you leave that guy, and it's me and him. So, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, it was pretty. It was a pretty good game plan last week. From, from a ball-carrying standpoint, on, on some of the receiver screens, like, obviously a lot of times it's one-on-one with you and a defender. Do you ever think you're going to lose in a one-on-one spot because you are such a good ball carrier? No, I'm not losing. I'm winning 100%. Fair enough. Hey, I'll say you're slippery. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I – when it's one on one, I'm like, man, like they just they can't get their hands on you. I mean, you, I when think, did you learn learn the move to put the foot in the ground and let them? Well, can go? you do it for them? Show them which one you're talking I about. I probably can't. Not quite that athletic, but um, I've been doing it since I was like seven. Like I, when I first started playing, I was doing it. That was just natural too. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I mean, like on the game when you get ten catches, uh, you, you're you get pushed out of bounds a lot. I mean, you're, you're I mean you're pretty good at not just taking direct hits all the time. But how for both of y'all, how long does it take? 
to bounce back. No, I mean, like, are you sore for four days, five days after? I mean, how, or is it two days you're fine? I mean, I mean obviously we don't play football, so we don't put our bodies through that. But I sometimes I'm like, man, they got to be just sore for a few days. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just takes, it, like, it's, it all depends on the licks. Like, what kind of licks are you taking? Like, you taking body blows or are you just taking, like, some little, you know, some little grabs? How, how big is it to move around on a Sunday and get out there and just run around a little bit to get some of that soreness out? When it first started, I really don't. You really don't want to be out there. Really? <laughs> so is that something you got to kind of get used to, though, yeah, as a college just athlete? Going. Yeah. yeah. It's good for you. Than just sitting at home after it, because I mean, you just sit there; it's just gonna get worse. We, yeah, we had like I said, we had Parker in last week, and he had, he took a pretty big hit in the third quarter against UTEP. <laughs> and me and Ben were standing up against the deck, and we saw him take a pretty. We asked him the same thing. He's like, ah, "I'm feeling it," you know. And that was Tuesday; he was still feeling He's it. He's a so, quarterback. He ain't smoking. I know. Smoke. He ain't I know. BJ, he ain't I know. I'm just like saying. Guys, you, know? <laughs> like, you take a lot you of know, hits. QBs like, don't take a lot of oh, hits. You're right. You're right. That's what he said. That he said usually we don't take too many, but that was a good one. That so. 74 yard touchdown catch, like. I mean, not touchdown catch. Yeah. BJ Raggy on the sidelines for running out of gas, or <laughs> no? I, mean, I caught a cramp actually. I did I see know, that. I, actually. I did see that. I did see that. That thing. I caught that thing at like the twenty. I felt that thing. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Now's not a good time for that to show up. Yeah. Was, was that a hot, hotter game? Like, just do y'all like day games? Or you prefer night games, or does it matter? I mean, to be honest, like we said at the beginning, yeah, any time, any place, anywhere, you'd be ready to roll. Yeah. Right? I mean, I imagine once the game starts, you don't, you're not thinking about yeah. crowds, you're not thinking about anything else. You're just in the zone, ready to go. Yeah. Griffin Abair goes down in that North Texas game. How does that change kind of what y'all do offensively? Obviously, you and Trey have kind of been the two primary guys here in recent weeks. Uh, you lose a guy like Griff, that's obviously a threat over the middle. Um, he's got some wheels this year. Going to give him some credit. He's been working on his speed a little bit. Uh, but, but you lose him. You can in a, catch him in practice, though, BJ. You catch him. <laughs> he is pretty fast. He be now. sliding. Uh, He's been fast, though. No, he is. But he does look faster this year, right? Yeah, I think so. I just don't think we saw him. We saw him in space last yeah. as much last year. Yeah, he skipper fast. wouldn't get him a ball over. He's a skipper. <laughs> oh yeah, we call him the skipper on the show. <laughs> we call him the skipper. All right, but so he goes out. Does that kind of change what you guys want to do offensively or it's not really talked about you just kind of keep rolling through it i mean at the end of the day we got other we got other tight ends i mean we got yeah. guys like bj said we got other guys on scholarship that are ready to step in and take that role i mean but he, i mean he's gonna be a mess i mean yeah oh yeah you can say that for sure but yeah i mean we just got other guys that'll step up and i guess everybody else has to pick it up a little bit more to meet that meet that line All right, i'm gonna give you a chance to earn some brownie points favorite thing about the new staff this year Nutrition. Yeah, nutrition. All right, how big is that for you guys? Nut- like- that's big. Nutrition, and I would say FRC. Which means? Functional range conditioning. Oh. oh what does that entail? Like It's like. More sprints? No, nah, it's like more like joint stuff. Like oh, okay. Getting all your joints. Like and you can bones. feel that. Y'all can feel that in your body. Yeah. So how often do y'all ha- handle do that stuff? We do it every day. Really? really? So how yeah. long was that? Like an hour? Or we used to like so during the se- like during the off season we do it for like we to come up here like on a Saturday and we'll do it for like a whole hour. Mm-hmm. But like it's just workouts, different exercises, stretching stuff. Yeah, you just do like hip stuff. But y'all just feel a lot more. Stuff. Yeah, like even at this point in the year, it loosens you up a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. So nutrition standpoint, are you you understand it better? You're getting better. Nah, nutri- we're getting, you just understand what you need more often. Yeah, that too. And we got like we got they're providing food for us. Oh, like, that's awesome. We we eat like during the week, like yeah. after practices, like Tuesday mornings, 
when we go up there for meetings, we eat that morning, then we come back and we get okay, a snack. So, so they ain't having to hit the calf as often. Nah. No, Not so y'all can, yeah, pizza. so I was going to yeah. say, it's, it's, it's a big thing, I think, for them to provide it for you because they just hand you some pamphlets with your information on it. It's up to y'all to, to obviously carry that out. And a lot of times, you know. You're in college. Wing stop and Domino sounds a little better than you know chicken and quinoa. So yeah. I just so that's quinoa. been a that's yeah. been a huge thing. I'm sure that's a part of it. Uh, so that's been a huge thing. That's good to hear. And y'all were able to see the results, and then it, the buy-in's a little easier after that. Yes, sir. So how quick was that buy-in as far as learning some of that stuff? Is that something where they put a PowerPoint together and like, hey, like this is the results we got? Like you're kind of in or you're out, or is it something where they kind of have to gain your trust as far as? you kind of see the results gradually, you know, throughout the off season, into the spring and into the summer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you're not just going to be like, if somebody come up to you and be like, you want to buy something, you're not just going to yeah. go with it right then and there. So, I mean, yeah, it took a while to, like, understand, like, what was going on. You had to, he went through a little PowerPoint, he showed us the different things, and after a while, everybody was bought in, and we just started doing it more often. All right, so new staff comes in. I know what you, you're supposed to say. Uh, does it take a while to be, like, like I mean, they, when they get up and they're talking in front of you, introducing yourselves, do you have to kind of make a conscious decision of this is going to be my coaches? I'm gonna buy like I'm a, like I'm buying in, or do you kind of wait for to like for him to gain your trust? Does and, that make and, sense? And I don't I want to ask, ask this too. You gotta gain yeah, I'll, you gotta I, gain yes, it. Okay. and you have to gain that trust. But like Paul Turner, a guy from the last staff, stays on. Anthony Camp stays on. There's a couple others that were kind of holdovers. Was that did that help you guys in the transition? just knowing that there were some other guys in the building that you had kind of developed a relationship, especially for you, BJ, being your position coach. Yeah, it actually helped a lot. Really? That, yeah. So that was big. Yeah, that was big. Just not feeling like it was a total. Yeah, like like, like not well, a total like, wipeout. Yeah, yeah I mean, well, like, if it's total wipeout, I mean, you're back to basically a recruiting process. Yeah, basically. You're and just, and you're, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're trying to learn new people and all that type of stuff. So it's, so, what, so, what, so what are some things that they do to gain y'all's trust that, that is effective? Uh, throw smoke the ball. Tell BJ <laughs> would BJ have six picks in, yeah. in the fall camp? Yeah, yeah so, Call me so you, you I'm sure you picks. heard that. He, yeah, he was talking about how you have six picks, and everybody's like, "Oh man, that's awesome!" BJ, me and Ben are going, "How bad are the quarterbacks?" You know, <laughs> you we're like, "Man, picking. BJ's picking the ball way <laughs> that's too funny. much. That's way too much." So, uh, so like, so what are the some things? I mean, is it just work ethic, or like you you learning to trust their work ethic, or or them reaching out and caring for y'all? Like, what helps? What helps get, uh, earn their trust? It's really everything. I mean, like, coaches are like, I would say, like, their dad's away from home, I yeah. would say. Yeah. You feel me? So, like, if if you got a coach, you can depend on your coach is giving his all and he's showing you, like, that he wants you, like, if that's he big pushes for you. you. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? So, like, that's pretty much my standpoint on it. I don't know. No, that makes a lot of sense. Call him at any time. Yeah. Being available. Yeah. 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 Just anything. Just well, like, at the end of the day, I think – a lot of fans look at you as a football player, but like, let's be honest, like, there's a whole lot more than football to it. I mean, you're going to school, like, you're growing up into a young man. Like, you ain't gonna play football until you're 50. Like, and y'all are y'all are up there all day, every day, you know. And so that that probably has a lot to do with it too. Quickly, yeah. I would imagine that's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's, that is pretty cool. It's, it's neat to to hear how they do that because we don't always hear that stuff. You well, know, we don't. And do you think that's more difficult for? And I'm not going to say it's not difficult for the younger guys, but you guys that have been here for so long and, and gotten used to doing it one way, and it's like I'm in my fifth year, like like I could go do something else or go play somewhere else. Whereas a young guy, like yeah, he's been here, but 
the same time, he probably wasn't quite as balled in as maybe you two would have been. Yeah. All right, I want to ask you about your recruitment. Um, I remember your days at West Feliciana. I remember watching the film, and it's like, holy smokes, like this dude's pretty good. Uh, what, what other schools did you look at other than Louisiana Tech, and who was your lead recruiter at Louisiana Tech? Um, to be honest, it was either Tech or Memphis. I was okay. going to go to Memphis. I seen, I liked their offense at the time. I was talking to the coaches, and we was, and they was talking about putting me at running back, playing some receiver. I was like, oh yeah, I don't mess with that. Because I mean, I played <laughs> running back yeah, in high yeah. school. Yeah. I only played receiver for like a year and a half, and then I had um, but then I, but then I seen Trent Taylor. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, if he doing that, I He's need pretty to go. good. Yeah. yeah, I need to go. So see that's what interesting. That's, about. that's a former player and a. And a and have so is that something success. that was Louisiana Tech's, I'm not going to say pure selling point, but they showed you as far as yeah, I'm like, you know, how you could fit in? Yeah, I'm like, whoa, he get that thing 100 sometimes. I'm trying to see what that be like. <laughs> That's right. Man, you get it 100 times now. We might be talking some big numbers now. <laughs> but, w- w- was Joe Sloan your lead recruiter? Yeah, Joe Sloan. Jimmy Tell me Neut- about Joe Sloan. Oh, ben, first of all, you Jimmy need to know Neutron. Ben's got the biggest crush on Joe Sloan. That's anybody. my guy, Jimmy like Neutron, you. man. <laughs> That's my guy. That's funny. So good. All right. I want to know who's the, who's the funny guy in the locker room. Who's the guy that Cyrus Allen or Demarcus Gordon? Really? Yeah. Huh? Really? Yeah. I like that. Y'all got to bring Demarcus Gordon in here. You think he'd be a good interview? Him. Yeah, I think he would be a fantastic interview. <laughs> okay, all, right, all right, Hey, we're looking to – Oh, Kyle Maxwell. Kyle, Kyle Maxwell. All right. We've been, we've been talking. Y'all got to ask friends. Kyle Maxwell about the woods. He'll tell you how you burn down a tree. Okay. Oh, we'll okay. ask him. All right. We'll get him in. Yeah, this is a, y'all are our, our second try at this in-studio thing, so we're gonna, we've been needing some more, some more people. So that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Old Cyrus Allen, a freshman. <laughs> All right, Smoking BJ, great stuff as always. Appreciate you guys joining us on behalf of Louisiana National Bank and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys back in action. Saturday afternoon, Louisiana Tech and Rice set for a 2 p.m. kickoff. We'll go ahead and take our next time out. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. 
Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on a Tuesday night. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. I want to thank B.J. Williams from Smoke Harris. Are we two for two on our in-studio I, I mean, I, we're biased, but I think so. Uh, you know, I think we could... You know, you know, Parker Bates is in town. We might have to talk some baseball. Or are we going to base- get him to express his football? <laughs> if we lose this week, we might have him on for 45 minutes of baseball talk. Uh, by the way, <laughs> Diamond Dogs went on the road for a fall matchup with Auburn. Uh, Why you just give us the score in the first eight innings? We won't worry I about the rest. I think it was like 11-2, to Tech. Yeah. We won't uh, worry about how it ended. Got to uh, tell you something. The Diamond Dogs are pretty loaded hey, this year. something that surprised me. Phil Matulia hit two tanks. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Uh, Cole yeah. McConnell hit a tank. I mean, I'll take him. LSU transfer Will Safford hit a tank. Love it. Um, Diamond Dogs going to be pretty salty here. Here's the deal. Again in I love a little controversy, BC. All right. And, and, and Lane Burroughs said it. Old coach. He said, hey, I got... I got 14, 15, 16 guys that I feel really comfortable jogging out there right now. Turns out you can only play nine at a time. That's the rules. So, Burroughs and then Ben, let's not pretend like baseball is a weird thing. It's not as, I mean, it's not like football where, you know, one play, I mean, I guess technically, but it's a little slower, you know. (laughs) But if you get put on the bench on a baseball, it's a little tougher to get off. Absolutely. You might get some chances. So, Wally Pip. Hey, the whole other side of this for Burroughs is I got 14, 15 guys I really like. How do I put together a lineup that I want out there but also keep those guys here? Well, They're yeah, good enough to be playing yeah. at 70% of the other schools in the country. How do I keep them here? How do I keep the the depth and the quality of my program at its highest? You could go a little literally where you just but rotate I, them in and out. I mean, I what can, do you got to do? I can tell you one thing. Uh, 11-2 after eight innings at Auburn, I got a great understanding why Jay Johnson decided he shouldn't play the Diamond Dogs this year. You think so? Down in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that, was that, that was fun. When they came up here and old Trey Morgan made 16 errors. Woo! Had he ever played baseball before that Oh, night? man. That, the student section was just giving it to him. Yeah. I think I might have been in it. I mean, he plays in the SEC. I'm sure he hears it, but, man. Uh, Will, the people, chimes in. O'Neill Gas text line says, uh, first time wearing the Columbia blue jerseys since 1987. Last wore Columbia blue pants in 1988. All right, would you be on board with the baby blues in the lower extremities as well? Like, I, I don't want the pants. I like uh, the you got to go full color rush. You got to go baby blue helmet. Oh, all the way. Otherwise, what do you do? I mean, I guess you could do baby blue pants, jersey, and red helmet. 
I mean, that's a that feels more like. Hey, how about BJ and Smoke kind of putting you in your spot, but like his red helmet's a little more comfortable, dog. Well, I mean, that's a that's a reason I can get behind Ben. You can support that if they're the ones putting in the work. I want them to be comfortable. Right. Now, Parkers must not facts be comfortable are facts. Use that excuse. We're zero and one with the red helmets this year. Uh, we're a whopping two and three without them, but we got some wins. We did. It's fair point. Yeah, that's interesting for them to. I mean, so he was saying they practice in the that. white ones. No, they always practice in the red helmets. So they're so broken they're, in. Yeah, they're more. Oh, I mean, warm. tell them to wear them to bed. What do you got to do to break them in? Yeah, I'm sure they want to just sleep in the old ball cap. Oh, that could be a punishment. Like, hey, if you give up 400 yards <laughs> rushing, y'all wearing your helmets everywhere you go this week to be sure you're ready for the game. You got to tackle every classmate at least twice. <laughs> in between segment, we asked BJ. I mean, or, or no, I mean, you asked him too during the. The interview, but uh, he's sick of tackling. <laughs> he's tired. DBs want to be picking that ball off, pushing people out of bounds, and then dragging people down as play. they're also running with them. They don't want to be going downhill, throwing a shoulder at a running back. Oh, BJ's tired of it. I don't blame him. Doesn't want to play linebacker either. Uh, do you need to put smoke over there on defense? I don't know. <laughs> he smokes all that Trent Harris film was like Trent Taylor film. Hey, that's like, hey. good to hear because because hey. we, we talk about that as fans, but I don't know if that really helps. But it obviously does. I mean, obviously, and, and for a while there, Tech put some dudes in the NFL. Need to start putting a few more. No doubt. I don't know. I mean, it ain't going to be anybody on the old hey, defense. Shout out to old Trent Taylor. Had a pretty bad fumble the other day. Yeah, still got the dub, though. That one didn't hurt. The team understood how to bounce back because Joey B's a dog. Your boy, Jamar Chase. Jamar, helping out the old fantasy mm, squad. Right. I don't know if you've seen my fantasy squad, but uh, – Oh, BC and Beck are one and two in the league. Yep, Beck six and zero. Oh, BC's five and one. Beck did get the best of BC in the head-to-head matchup, but it was just a regular season. Might play again later on. Ben loves to call it my Super Bowl. Well, it was. All I can do is win the games that are in front of me, Ben. Uh, just a little bit of uh, information. I'm the highest-scoring team in the league by like a hundred, seven hundred points. Yeah, not so bad. <laughs> But yeah, I do have the least points against. But like I said, I mean, defense wins championships. They do. Yeah, you and half defense. this league doesn't even think about defense. Uh, Quint chimes in. O'Neill Gas text line. The men's basketball team has a tradition of eating ice cream after a road win. Does the football team have any traditions like that? I would probably say a box dinner and get on the bus. Well, I'll tell you what. They ain't got to worry about what to do on a road win because that ain't happening in a blue moon. Yeah, that hasn't happened since November of 2020. Budget's steep right now. I don't know about a home win because that's the only place we seem to be able to pull out the W. Uh, Cumbie probably gives them the go have fun tonight, be responsible. See you back up here tomorrow for a little treatment and some film. I mean, I don't know, you know. Could be that simple. Could be that simple. Uh, uh, but if it, Hey, I'm up for suggestions. If something will motivate this team. Might need to be you. Might need to be. You think All right, let it? me ask you this. I thought one of the most interesting things Smoke said was um, RCR, PCR. FCR. FCR. Yeah. That was interesting. Oops, I already forgot. Functional. Some kind of workout regimen. Yep. Where it involves a lot of stretching, getting your joints ready. I thought that was very important, kind of a new deal. Functional, it, rotational. That'd be FRC, but we'll <laughs> take it. Uh, but... To, to know that they, they are seeing some of the results and the nutrition aspect of it. Uh, shout out to Bleed Tech Blue. Uh, this is our show. Uh, Louisiana Tech did get a large sum of money raised by Bleed Tech Blue for the football team's nutrition. 
Oh, I actually did not know that. Yep, we established an endowment. Bleed Tech Blue did. Yeah. Huge shout out to the members at Bleed Tech Blue. Uh, yeah, that's good to know. For be- doing the Lord's work. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously it's, it's making a difference. And, and it'll obviously make a difference I think in the past, years down the road. I think in the past they've had access to the information. Um, no, absolutely they have. But the execution process, like no, it's like you said. Like, these are kids. Like, if you're expecting, and I don't care what player it is, to walk into a cafeteria and be like, all right, I need 10 grams of carbs, I need 42 grams of protein, just put it in front chicken. of them. Like, you know what I'm saying? You've got to put it in front of them. you got to make it simple. How do you delete names off this text thread? Can you block people? Oh, Quint said Beck needs to be the yell captain for tech. Quint, don't act like I don't know the media firestorm that the yell leaders at Texas A&M are getting this year. I get it. I know it. I've seen it. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, hey, I don't think you're quite Tabes, don't nerdy. answer the phone when Quint calls. I don't think he's on. He's on timeout. I don't think you're quite that nerdy. Gosh, oh, that's rough, rough go for the and uh, just real quick on that. I don't, if you haven't seen it, Texas A&M does this thing at Woo! midnight yell. They do it for Woo! every game, and they have these yell leaders that are dressed it's the up most in o- embarrassing overalls. Thing ever seen. Well, it is. I've actually been to it. You have, yeah. When, when I was in high school, it's a cool thing. Uh, but what they're they don't want it out on the internet, and so people have been filming it and posting it. But what they're doing is they're taking away the the cheers in the background, so it's just dead silent, and so. They're showing clips of the yell leaders talking, and then they show pictures of the crowd, and the crowd's not doing anything, and there's no cheering. So it makes it sound really bad. It's still bad. Oh, it's awful. It's still bad, but oh. it's obvious. It's also worse than, which is hilarious to me. It is. It is really funny. Yeah. But like, if you were one of those guys, I don't did see you, how did you, you get see up there the one. So they do it at home in in yeah, uh, in Caulfield. Yeah, in Caulfield. Well, they did one on the road. And it was like 45 minutes away from the town the game was in. Really? At like a restaurant. Really? And the guy was going back and forth telling his weird story. You know, they, they tell like stories. Yeah, they tell the worst stories. He forgot it. Like he, in the middle of it, he like, he paused for like 30 seconds. Like couldn't remember his story. And then the video, <laughs> like it was atrocious. So Quint. That ain't going to be me. That ain't going to be me. I ain't going to do it. BC was the athlete. Maybe he can get in there and talk about his whack pitcher of the week one week against Baylor. All right, Louisiana Tech hosting Rice. Rice currently a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Over-under set at 58. Listen, I I don't know why we sit here and keep giving you keys to the game. you got to stop the run. Can't turn the football over on offense. Uh, It's pretty simple at this point in the year for the Bulldogs. More more importantly, you got to score more points than Rice. That's I mean, that's point. the key to the game. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they'll be cooking up some red beans and rice at a tailgate. If you're looking for some free food, just go eat it. It's probably the most commonly used meal against the Owls in pregame tailgate history. I didn't even – is that a th- really a thing? Absolutely. You think the banks are doing it? Absolutely. Love it. Red beans and ri- – it's easy to cook a ton of red beans and rice it as is. well. It is. can cook it in bulk. All right. Beck, you're up first. Pick a winner. Of course, we are on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. It is a home game. We're in the fresh new uniforms. Cumbies undefeated at home. Never lost. I got dogs 34-27. Overhits. 34-27. 34-27. Dogs win. Dogs win. So, taking the money line. Taking the spread. Taking it all. Hey, our boy Matthew Bartlett told us the Rice five and zero against the spread. I don't know if it means okay, anything, listen, but uh, uh, great yeah, time for an L. All uh, right, Dave, what you got? Thirty one twenty eight. Did we all pick Tech to win last week? 
Yeah, because Parker was in here and you weren't going to. Oh, that's right. I sure wasn't. Thir- 31. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 31 30 dogs. Okay. Dicey. Stays buck, true to the three on either buck side. Buck at the buzzer. Buck. It's going to be a long one. Buck. Man, that would be electric. In front of 9,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is no, a, this it's, is home, an it's homecoming. Game. It's homecoming. We'll get 15. No, it is homecoming. All right, I'm going to be real optimistic, boys. You put on them light blue jerseys. This is our house. Our house. Dogs. I'm dying. 41. (laughs) Rice, 30. That is, wow. I just really try to stay away from what y'all try to say. You couldn't do it. Everybody picks the same score. We're never even close. I don't even know why we picked the score. Been a fun show tonight. I want to thank Matthew Bartlett at the Roost for joining us. I want to thank B.J. Williams and Smoke Harris for joining us in studio. For Beck Hayes, for our producer, John Tabor, I'm B.C. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Out on the limb. Them boys are cuckoo. All right, who you All got, right, Miami? What's your pick? pick? What's your pick? Three years in a row. Three the years Heat? What, what was that? That's your pick? No, no. I, I got, Give I me got your some pick. Bucks coming out of the, I got some bucks beating the Sixers to come out of the East. Okay. And then... And then I got the Clippers beating Memphis to come out of the West. Oh, you following so me, got, huh? Oh, yeah. So I who's your the champ? Bucks and the Bucks and the Clippers, and I got the Bucks winning it all. They should have right. won it last year. Really? Not not really. I don't think so. Um, that's what? a chart pick, but that's not bad. All right. That's no, that's bad. cool. Who's your MVP? He gives his MVP? No. Okay, he's gone. Hey, Mickey, in Honolulu, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Mickey? Hey guys, how are you doing? Doing good. good how are man. you? How are you? Good, good. Driving home. Um, all right, so this year I think it's going to be the year of 60 to 65, and I don't mean wins. I mean 
I think all the aging superstars aren't going to be playing any more than 60 to 65 games. Um, I think it's going to be It was like that last year pretty much. Yeah, I think it's going to be even more so this year just because it's catching on like crazy, unfortunately. Yeah. But that's how I think the Warriors end up repeating. Um, 